0: welcome to the spurs news podcast the home for discussion on all things spurs now here are your hosts
1: Everybody, and welcome back to the new episode, slightly delayed, of the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam joining me as always and as you should be with nobody else we don't need anybody else it's my partner in crime matt
0: hey mate do you know what i know it's obviously a little bit disappointing that we've it's been delayed by day but it's given us that extra day to reflect on the not so good result the other day so i I kind (laughs) of think it's probably it's probably going to make for a calmer podcast i think
1: i think i think a more chilled out place yeah Yeah. I, i gotta be honest after the initial after it had ended after that initial you know i want to put my fist for a warm moment which i get over all sporting events when i lose ever um i've actually been pretty good about it i've actually been pretty chilled out and not i mean because i've been reading the reactions on our facebook page on twitter and stuff and i've just been kind of like wow <laughs> that's that's quite an intense reaction <laughs> yeah, to the result yeah. so uh, but we will dive into that i've, I've got a schedule today Oh, nice! We've yeah, got a schedule, have yeah, we? Yeah, we, we're
0: uh, going, we're going pro. We're going yeah, semi-pro. Well, the
1: scattergun effect that I normally use <laughs> tends to get us to about forty minutes into a podcast, which we, mean you, try to keep to an hour. Yeah. And then I go, "Oh my God, we've not talked about half the stuff." <laughs> yeah, I sure. Talk about yeah. Um. So yeah. So I've written a schedule, and we are in, on my schedule. It says open by talking about the Puskas Award.
0: Oh yes, I like that open
1: yes yeah that's a positive way to kick us yes. off before we dive into the crap <laughs> um, and,
0: what, and what I love as well is I saw that goal in real life which yeah, is fantastic yeah
1: that was, <laughs> that was the thing I was going to open with yeah. you have actually witnessed live in a stadium a Puskas sort of award winning goal fantastic there are, can't be that many people in the grand scheme of things who can say that no no like 60,000 from that day but yeah you know, some unfortunate you Burnley fans the, you, <laughs> do, do you know what I saw a fair few Burnley fans on Twitter going Yay! We oh. voted for him. <laughs> Love that attitude. Um, yeah, but yeah, I you couldn't do awards and stuff like that to a nicer guy either. Um, Tottenham had cameras filming him during the awards ceremony because uh, obviously he couldn't go. You know, socially distance people. Mm. Um, but you could just see genuine happy. And then Jan Vertonghen rang him, of course, with Vertonghen saying, "You owe me." Yeah, for the assist. Um, he rang him. It was hilarious. He's got him on FaceTime, and Sonny's just killing himself laughing. as Jan's just like, dude? Where's the credit to me? What's going on? <laughs> uh, and Sonny did say, oh, "I really miss you," and Jan, went, "Yeah, oh. I miss you too." And that was it. I was gone. You know? Yeah, he's gone. Oh yeah. What's that, that dust in it? my eye? It's awful allergies this time of year. <laughs> but yeah, come back soon, Jan. Have you seen that? Um, Jan's Benfica have drawn um the scum in the Europa League
0: yeah i did see that yeah
1: that's that's like a beautiful little thing isn't it
0: agent yan we need now don't we
1: you're well up for that game yeah super yan he will be well up for that game the other thing you know i had this schedule written man and i'm already going well off of it by the way
0: (laughs) as we do mate that's why what's the point of the schedule
1: yeah this is why it's pointless i write (laughs) these things out and i go right (laughs) <laughs> this is the plan and, and I've lost it already. Yeah. Supriyan, did you see his interview this week talking about that concussion?
0: I I uh, I, I did post a story on the on the website about yeah. it because he was saying that it was um it was something that lasted 9 months and yeah. when when you look at that picture the the one of him yeah, sort of lying yeah. prone on the floor you it looks so it looks like he's been shot doesn't it on that picture
1: it is it's awful man i mean yeah. my my background anyone who listens to this regularly knows was in rugby and one of the big things in rugby over the last few years which follows on from what happened in the NFL in America is the 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 concussion protocols that have been brought in to protect players because of the severity and the long lasting effects which people just didn't realize uh you know when i was younger genuinely i'd get a concussion playing rugby i'd get asked how many fingers they were holding up if I got that wrong, or if I didn't know where I was, they'd send me to the hospital, mm-hmm. and the hospital for rugby players arriving with a concussion was to sit you in the waiting room for three hours, and providing I was aware of where I was and stuff, they'd send you home with an A4 piece of paper telling you, oh, if you, if he falls asleep and he can't wake up, or if he starts vomiting or gets really dizzy, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, and that was yeah, it, yeah. you know. That was that was all that was done, and you just carried on. And now you've got these links to concussion causing, like real manic, awful depression in people, because in essence, it's brain damage. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. And so all the research is done. I mean, there's, there's a big thing in rugby at the moment which I won't bore people about, but there's a big argument that there are a lot of former players are now uh, forming a group action against the RFU, the Rugby Football Union. Um, the, the, the argument is the RFU says, look, we didn't know it was that bad back then. So now we do. We are putting these in place to protect players. But obviously we are sorry for those who were hurt in the past, but we just didn't know. And the players are saying, well, the research was there. You willfully ignored it. Mm. <laughs> so that's going to run and run. What well, uh,
0: was well, sorry to interrupt, Sam. The, 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 uh, I forget the guy's name. I think he was a Steve hooker. Thompson. Yeah, the one yeah. that literally cannot remember no, playing, going to World Australia. World to win the World Cup yeah
1: he he won the World Cup with England in Australia I mean the Rugby World Cup tournament I think they're down there for about six weeks in total uh, maybe a little bit longer he can't remember it Jesus man that's insane it's the greatest achievement for a sporting person he's like you know I watched the videos I've I've seen everything he can't remember a thing about it I mean the guy's in his mid 40s and he has the brain age of someone in their 70s wow and that stuff like that is the reason why these things need to be highlighted now when you bring that to football you've got at the moment a campaign around a generation of players who played with a much harder football let's just say are all talking about how dementia and they think that's linked to heading the ball Um, there's been a lot of research done on that and it does appear to have genuine effects if you head the ball on a consistent regular basis you're literally bumping your head albeit not a lot But when you think about, I mean, you'll probably remember from when we were kids, footballs were like rocks. Mm, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. The the fifties, sixties. There's, do you remember there? There was a thing about so Stanley Matthews was so good because when he crossed it, he managed to get the laces away from your head. <laughs> I mean, just think about that in the context, because yeah. when they'd head the ball and the laces, you'd cut your head open. <laughs> Jesus, man. That's insane, isn't it? <laughs> and and now you see that generation now are suffering because of that. And again, you could look at it and go, well, yeah, they they just didn't know back then. And yeah, that is definitely a debate. But now all the research is there around head injuries, everything. So situations like what happened with Jan Vertonghen, for me, really gets... And you all remember at the time, I was really angry about it, the fact yeah. he was not immediately like taken and gone and looked after a similar thing happened with hugo Lloris like a season earlier and and, you know really makes me blood boil angry because i've I've been a sports person in that situation where you're gonna play on and you know i'm fine when you're in a competitive environment there's no way on this world you're gonna let someone remove you from the pitch you know (laughs) (laughs) no i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine but This is where managers and doctors the decision has to be taken out of their hands, yes. It, it just has to be a case of right, okay, you've got a physio and a doctor's going to come over and he's going to assess them, but no, you are, you know, you're done. It's not a debate, it's you're done. And you can argue and you, know, you can walk down a tunnel calling that doctor every name under the sun, but the next day, I guarantee they'll be like, Yeah, it was the right decision,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's and that's the thing, isn't it? Because like the, the whole point of you know d- needing to be taken off is because you're saying look i can play on i can play on yeah. but you're con- you could potentially be concussed yeah. and that's yeah. affecting yeah, that's your it. decision yeah. making so you yeah. can't like you're you're like as a concussed person yeah. it, it's almost like your opinion is irrelevant you know it
1: is, it is massively right and the, and the problem is as well is a lot of people don't realize with a concussion you can seem pretty much there i mean i my per- my worst experience with a concussion was playing rugby, and I was 18 years old, and I attended, I was at sixth form, uh, my sixth form at my school, and I played rugby on the Monday night from my school, it was like a National Cup thing, and we had to play again on the Friday. You know you know how weather affects fixtures, especially at yeah. school. Yeah, sure. So we played the Monday and I had a concussion and all of my friends like were just like telling people constantly, he ain't right. You know? Mm. We're like talking to him and he's here, you know, he's at school, he's dressed, he's yeah. going through the motions, he's sat in class, he's talking, but you know, there's something ain't right. I played again on the Friday and I think it was the Saturday, I was sat eating lunch with my mum. And I suddenly just went, where am I? Shit. I can't remember that. Jesus. I cannot remember. I remember starting the game on the Monday, and I remember Saturday. I do not remember any of that in between. Oh, wow. like, All my friends, people I went to school with, teachers, like my mum and everyone just filled me in on everything, and then everyone was freaked out by it. But I don't remember a thing. And, you know, like, Steve Thompson was talking about losing like over a month of his life. For me, losing that week was one of the most terrifying things that ever happened. I mean, if yeah. you ever drink to the point you black out, that's actually a worry in there. I know some people like laugh it off, like, oh, mm. I don't remember last night. I always find that like a terrifying thing. What do you mean you don't remember? That That would scare me. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and that, so losing that week was terrifying. And so again, like when people talk about concussions, I do have a very unique perspective or perhaps very biased in terms of it's bad <laughs>
0: perspective. Yeah, no, but, yeah, of course you like you live through it and do you know it's it's making me think now with Jan because you know um do you, do you remember when we was like that that's his last season so that would have yeah. been the season that he said he had that nine months of concussion
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: and do you remember there was a one particular game that really sticks out for me that he got substituted off
1: yes man and he walked around yeah
0: and he looked broken and he looked yeah. broken but we we presumed it was because his legs didn't work anymore yeah. and he was like you know I, I feel like i'm'm I'm, I'm now get yeah. to the to the autumn winter of my career yeah. and I just can't give what I wanted I've always wanted to yeah. give for my club Possibly, it might even—it might have been to the fact that he just like I'm just it might not have been he, him being down depressed yeah. he might just been like i just I'm not right I'm just that's, genuinely that's not it. right
1: that, that's genuinely it i mean if you if you go into detail in the interview, which I think's been translated, so some of it's been lost, but the there's like a transcript of it that football London put out and a few others and and it's quite detailed he talks about situations like that one he talks about how because it was the last year of his contract, he was terrified to let anybody know
0: mm He's mm. like
1: you know if I let people know this I'm not getting a new deal I'm not getting a deal anywhere
0: yeah
1: and and that's an awful wow. thing you know yeah. that's a terrible and he talks about how lockdown happening basically helped him because lockdown happened it was like a forced break and and when you think about it now when we came back from project restart he was okay again yeah and we quite I mean I quite cynically was well he's he's fighting for a new contract now you know mm. but, which is awful, and upon reflection, I I I'm, I feel bad for that. But I just had no idea, and we wouldn't, no one would know until he openly admitted it this this past week. So it, it's an awful thing, and they are talking about concussion substitutes being brought into football. Um, it's it's a good idea, but the thing that happened in rugby with blood substitutes and concussion substitutes is. You do open this door for a kind abuse, of abuse, uh, yeah, yeah, abuse, mm. and that worries me because then that diminishes the, you know, the the whole reason why it's there. I mean, yeah, with, with rugby, they they've really kind of cracked down on it since the whole blood capsule thing. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, yes, years ago now. Yeah. yeah, I mean that was awful. I mean, anyone who's like a rugby fan, football fan, just looked at it and went, "Oh, you assholes!" You know, yeah. <laughs> this is yeah. this in rugby. There's a lot of blood. You know, spill, and the blood injury replacement is brought into people don't walk around the pitch with blood all over them anymore. And now you've done this. You know, you've completely spat in the face of you know the the kind of gesture of it. Yeah. I, then with I, head injuries, there's been a fair few times where you know a player's looking a bit fatigued, and the team's used all their substitution, and all of a sudden he's down holding his head, and you're like, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, and, but the problem is, it does open that door where you do have a cynical thought about it, which, which isn't good, because for me it's like, okay, if there's a head injury, take him off. Yeah, um, completely. I, 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 yeah, you know, sorry. It's, it, no, I was just going to say, but then, you know, if, imagine you've got a situation right now where Tottenham have got a free kick, it's the dying minutes of a game, Gareth Bale's sat on the bench, we've used all our subs, but all of a sudden one of our defenders takes a knee and he's holding his head, there ain't going to be a football fan alive they ain't going to go, oh, ah, uh, all right, okay. You're taking off that defender and bringing on Bale. You've got that mm. Oh look, he's just scored. Do you I, see what I, I mean? Yeah, I, no, there's no, there's going to be no escaping that. Even if it's genuine, there's going to be no escaping it.
0: I mate, I completely agree with you. Like I, I do. Like you know, it's it's going to be open for, for abuse and also the fact that football probably a lot more than rugby because it's almost like um, with, with with rugby. You know, it's that it's that gentleman's game, isn't it? You know, and yeah. there's that code almost. But obviously, there was abuse, and with football, it's going to really fall into that dark arts category. I appreciate well, that. Well,
1: the dark, yeah, and that that's kind of like you know the Jose here. We're going to be intelligent. You, you know the word. Yeah, exactly. <laughs>
0: but but although although I, I agree that that's that's the, that's going to be the case. It's yeah. it for me like the, the two the two things that, that 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 strike me with it is a it's like this is why is it taken to 2020. For it to happen, yeah, yeah, valid. and be be addressing that point. It's a bit like it, it makes me think of uh, the abuse that um, Rashford has got for helping out the children. So I I I I, uh, I was speaking to a, a friend of mine recently who was saying like you know he was watching the, the, the game a I Man United game, yeah, and me and Seb like I was with Seb as well, and um, I said he said oh there's Rashford he said like he's a he's a really good good guy and I said yeah mate he's a he's an amazing guy like you know he's one of the nicest mm. people in football and the person I was with were all good friends with but they were like I oh, don't like him you know and I suppose that well you know because it's, it's open for abuse I, I know someone who's used their vouchers their child's vouchers to buy a barbecue set for their for themselves mm. so I'm like you're attacking Marcus Rashford for just trying to help 1.3 million children and because one of the you know one example of one of the children yeah. that it's not even the child it's their parent that are abusing yeah. that this thing you're going to dislike McRashford over it and nah, it is it's, yeah. it's, it's, there, there may be more that there probably is more than one example in that 1.3 million children oh, that he's helping of course but yeah. the vast 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 majority are going to be helped, and, and it's and he's helping the children. He's not aiming for the parents. He wants to help the children yeah. make sure they eat. And it's a bit like this, you know. You're gonna, it's gonna be, it's, you're gonna have the people using it uh, for, for the wrong reasons. But yeah. if it's if it saves,
1: what if, yeah, yeah,
0: if it stops yeah. another Yan Vatongan or going one yeah. step further, um, you know, like a, a Ryan Ryan Mason or something like that. You yeah. know, I, I appreciate yeah. that. One, you, know. Yeah. Do, do you know Do you know what I mean? I, I think it's 100% worth it. One hundred percent agree.
1: Yeah. 100% agree. Yeah. You, you, you imagine a situation, right? We watched that documentary and we saw how hard Jose was on the physio staff about player fitness. We saw that confrontation with that Kiwi physio. Mean, you said, wow, that was like passive aggressive. Yes. You know, these yes. two are really... really yeah and Jose's trying to win Jose wants the players fit you know Sonny I don't want to scan because Sonny would have played on with a broken arm like oh I don't need a scan it's fine look <laughs> yeah alright son <laughs> and then Jose remember like, oh yeah I did that I was back like a week later whatever Jose shut up yeah That's the reality. They are trying to win. They're driving forward. They're sports people. And it's like a constant battle. Now, imagine you're a player and you've taken a knock to the head and you know you've used all the subs. Your manager's going to be like, you're all right, aren't you? And you're going to be like, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I can stay on. Don't worry. It's this kind of, um, you know, I saw a few people respond to this saying, oh, it used to be a man's game. I'm like... I, it's toxic I, I
0: masculinity made that easy. just
1: toxic that, that, masculinity. It's, it's, it's a frightening thing to, to for someone to come out. And I do get... I mean, because me and my dad make loads of jokes. I mean... Me and my dad make jokes about stuff like this all the time, but it is jokes, you know. Yeah. You know, it, but it's me and him sat there. It's like, oh, you know, when men were men and women were grateful. It's <laughs> like it's the yeah. it's the stupid thing we come out with, and then we both, you know, go and do our washing up. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's the a
0: stupid pinny marigolds
1: stuff. Exactly, yeah. And, and we're manly, yeah, we're men, manly men. We're manly men marigolds, yeah.
0: We're mountain men,
1: yeah, mountain men. Yeah, Yang commented this week. I don't think he liked his intro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's the wi-fi he's got no wi-fi
1: service right? that's what it is he's chopping down christmas trees <laughs> god what a man uh but anyway we need to get back on schedule but i wanted to talk about sunny winning the puskas award of course that led to jan for and and that um but yeah. yeah back on schedule we need to talk about the crystal palace game now <sighs> we have had two results a draw and a loss in the last oh. week uh, the crystal palace game being a draw um is it controversial, or what do you think? That I'm actually more irked about that than I am the Liverpool defeat.
0: No, I, I agree with you, and I know we we want to focus on the Palace game for now, but I just want to briefly yeah. say because I know we're going to move on to the Liverpool game. I was yeah. exactly the same as with you. Like I wanted to kick a wall, and then literally yeah. five minutes later, I'm like, I'm okay. Like, yeah. You know what I felt like? Yeah. I felt like, you know, Ross from Friends, when he finds out that Joes <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm fine. And I, and I, and I was like, oh, yeah. I know I'm trying to convince myself, but I am fine. <laughs> I don't
1: know why it's kind of like all squeaky. I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but
0: yeah, the Palace one, it was that, that, that I wasn't fine with because no, right. it felt... You know how many times, and it's really weird and, and almost ironic in a way, that... You know, we 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 up against a team. We have loads of shots. He pulls off weldy after weldy. Oh, I know. Uh, and and he, and the goal he does let in. is like if he'd have just stood still, he would have yeah. caught it. You know, yeah. it was ridiculous. But it was hilarious. When, yeah. when he when he saved that die, like, I know that was after they equalized. But you just think we're never going to get more than a point out of this. This goalkeeper, oh. you know, he's just he's he's become, you know. Yeah, world yeah. class in one game Peake, yep,
1: and you know <laughs> that, fr- that
0: safe that dire safe I mean that, like, you, I've watched it a hundred times I'm like how did he save that Like, where yeah, did that Man- hand come from
1: peak Manuel Neuer slash Schmeichel <laughs> both of them in goal at the same time level it was. Yeah, it was it was a weird game Um, a weird game because we we played okay like we played we dominated the ball for a good period of the game we went 1-0 up and you're kind of looking at it and you're going yeah, we're we're playing a more expansive style cuz Palace are obviously sitting off Palace were literally trying to hit us on the counter. It's like, "Oh, this is familiar." Mm. <laughs> um, but then in the second half, and I don't know, I don't know if you, but I've noticed this a few times. Second half, we 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 have problems if we're winning the game. Mm. Like yeah. if we go in with a half-time lead, every time we've come out in the second half this season, other than the Man United game, I don't know what happens because it's like I don't know whether Jose says, right, that's it. We're ahead now. Shut the door. Yeah. Which doesn't seem right. Like that doesn't compute with me. You know, we watched the Amazon documentary and stuff. That's not, despite the narrative of the press, that was not the message he was telling them (laughs) during that. And I don't, you know, you listen to him after the game it doesn't sound like, you know, if he'd said to him, right, shut the door guys, you know, one, up, we'll have that after the game, his reaction wouldn't be the same. His no. reaction wouldn't have been the way it was, which is we just stopped playing. I'm annoyed. Mm. Mm. And so I don't know what's happening with that. I don't know whether the players are so kind of in the mindset, like, because we played those three games that we? we played Man City, Chelsea and Arsenal, and we set up for those three games. Like we shan't not lose we're going to come through these three games without losing, we're going to come through these games without conceding, and if we manage to score and win, great, but we're just not going to lose. Yeah. And I don't know whether perhaps the players find it difficult to go, okay, we're now playing somebody else and we're going to attack. I I don't know. I I don't know whether they kind of reverted to this. Right, now now we've got our setup. Because, I mean, Palace's goal was an avoidable goal which is you know annoying when you look at it like that and it wasn't a you know a worldie from 35 40 yards it was a a crap goal yeah, <laughs> to concede yeah, yep. um and you could see them all looking at each other like how did we concede that mm, yeah <laughs> um but it was coming you know we were watching the game and I'd said on the podcast to you last week like I'm watching us play these games and I'm like oh it's coming it's coming, coming. and then it didn't and I'm like oh okay this is a this is a new tottenham that I need to adjust to. But in this game, and then again the Liverpool game, unfortunately, I'm sat there watching it, going, "This feels inevitable again." This this yeah. feels like we're allowing them the opportunity to do this. And when when we were winning the ball back against Palace, and and again to an extent against Liverpool, the thing that annoyed me the most in the Palace game, particularly, was in the second half. We then didn't use it. Like, yeah. like we win the ball back, and rather than We'd like go long straight away, or we would try and do something straight, and we would just give them the ball again. It,
0: it it was odd because I know obviously that's what you you know you said about the three games before. It it almost yeah. felt like. You know, they had, like you say, they had this mentality for these, or this game plan for these three games, and they couldn't shake it off for this game yeah, because yeah. clearly it wasn't the game plan to, to play like that, you know, because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, if Palace are setting up exactly the same, it's just, And yeah. the
1: first half, we didn't. The first no. half, we were playing, you know, we kept the ball quite well, we, we moved them side to side, mm-hmm. um, you know, we opened up the space for Kane to be able to have his shot, and, you know, we scored. But we kept playing after that. It just the second half. It just this weird... It was just really straight out, Like, I yeah. can't get my head around. Like, we did it against West Ham, you know, and mm. we all know how that ended. Yeah. Uh, we did it against Newcastle. We know how that ended. Uh, something needs... I, mean, I saw a stat that we've conceded seven goals this season in the last 10 minutes oh, that have cost us seven points. <sighs> yeah. You know, that that's mad. You think about... If you'd eliminated that... I know. I know. This is kind of like, uh, <laughs> yeah. But then, if you eliminate this, but if yeah. you just eliminated that, we're seven points clear in the Premier League. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is nut. And that's the kind of thing that you think Jose's team when you think about those performances: Man City, Chelsea, um, Arsenal. How, that that side that played those three games, I think those matches could have lasted a week and we wouldn't have conceded, mm, mm, do you know what I mean we, mm. we just never looked, although they had the ball constantly, I never felt like, oh here we go, any second whereas against Palace and then against Liverpool, on many occasions I was like oh I think they're going to get in here I mean Liverpool's finishing was <laughs> a business
0: Yeah, I think the thing is, Liv- the Liverpool game, um the difference between playing, like playing that 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 sort of with that mindset and that game plan yeah. against uh, Palace, uh, sorry, against uh, Man City and Chelsea yeah. and, and Arsenal, yeah. I got, I, I'd, I'd happily say. And do you know what? Um, I saw on Twitter, uh, Wendi who appeared on one of our podcasts, getting absolutely yeah. slated for saying it. But he said, I just, I'm just admiring the way they're playing. And I, and I, to be fair, I was. You know, I was watching. And I'm Liverpool. like. Yeah, they were. No. They were. Some of their passing was like it's almost like it takes your breath away. You know yeah. the way they play sometimes, and they they could have they would have carved any team open the way they yeah. were playing. You know, and 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 it just. And I think in the first half it completely shell shocked us. We were like Jesus Christ, you know, like because yeah. you know, like we, we spoke about it before, didn't we? You know, you, you look at we've got that back four, and then we've got Hoiby, and I know Sissoko wasn't playing with him in the first half, but they were just like. We were getting torn open at will, and there was yeah. nothing that anyone could do about it, you know. Which is why he moved Sissoko in second half and and sort of went more attacking. But yeah, yeah they they were. You, you can see, you know, this. You don't win the you don't win the Premier League, but no, b- by by luck. And, yeah, and Liverpool proved that, you know.
1: You know, let's let's make this really clear. There's there's a debate to be said that Liverpool are the best team in Europe for the last two seasons and the reason why is that their movement and their and their passing is it's next level and they mm. do rip teams apart I saw and I think there's someone in our comments as well who said it so we will get to it when we do the fan questions comments but I saw a number of people like oh, why didn't we do this why didn't we do that it's almost like people forget there's an opposition. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, why didn't we do this? Because mm. they didn't let her. Yeah, yeah.
0: It, yeah it, was, it was, it was. The first half was insane. It was like every time we got the ball, we, they just got it back off us again. Yeah, We're like,
1: exactly. Well, I said, our our transitions was awful you know yeah. our, our generally our transition of play was awful and we built those three performances Man City Chelsea Arsenal our transitions were excellent and we built on that because the teams were terrified like yeah we let them have the ball but they were so terrified of losing it because whenever we got it we were in and that's the reality that Chelsea game it was 0-0 the reason why it was 0-0 is because Chelsea were terrified of surrendering the ball so they mm-hmm. didn't overly stretch at any point Liverpool went into that first half like they didn't have a care in the world. No. We started 4-4-2 thinking that if we put two up against their two inexperienced central defenders, Liverpool's backs would stay deep. Didn't work. No. They, they played like wingers, like wide forwards the whole game. And because, but you've got to remember, like they've not lost to Anfield in what three years, six well, something games. Yeah, April
0: 2017. The commentator was saying, uh, obviously this is before the result, uh, the, our result. But they they won thirty-seven of their last thirty-eight games at home yeah. in the league, only yeah. draw into Burnley. I mean, that is yeah. next level insanity, isn't it? It
1: is, and yet our fans are livid. That we didn't go there and dominate the ball against yeah. them. We we mm. Oh we went there and we tried to defend. Yeah, we went there to try and get a result against. In Europe, there's not a team in Europe. Name me once. Probably Bayern Munich's the only team I could think of who would probably go to Liverpool and try and attack them. Yeah. And in in the form that Liverpool are in, I'd still think that Liverpool have got a bloody good chance, even with all their injuries. This is the thing. They are so confident. So in tune so into that game plan but as Jose said before the game they are what four five seasons into Klopp managing them and yeah yeah. they are built in his image they are doing everything you know like whether there's a youth player coming in players swapping in out they all know exactly what they're doing we're a fraction of that into building towards what Jose wants us to be.
0: Well, that's the thing because I said to Seb um, when we was watching a game, I said to Seb that I went to see uh, Spurs play Liverpool at Wembley. Do you remember when we beat them 4-1 yeah, and, he, yeah. and he took off Lovren after 30 minutes? Yeah. And that was that was a clop team, you know? Yeah. But he was only a year or so into it and I remember exactly. Sal- Salah scored their consolation goal yeah. and I, he wasn't even that well known at the time, you know? No. He, well, he was well known but he was like, you know, he wasn't the Salah that everyone knows now, do you know no. what I mean? No, no, so, no. It's taken time to them for them to build what they've now what they've currently got now
1: exactly and that's that's the thing. It does take time to get to where you want to be and the, like I said, I wasn't going to go into a massive detail. I mean the palace game is just the palace game, but what annoyed me more what I think the only thing that annoyed me in the Liverpool result was the fact that it was there for us. Like our game plan was set up, you know, to to play that way and it worked. We just Mm. didn't take our chances. You know, Bergwijn, I mean, this is something I want to talk about as well. Bergwijn hit the post. He had another good chance. I mean, that's that's the margins we're talking about here. Because when I see this massive reaction from journalists as well about, oh, you know, Tottenham's anti-football comes undone at Anfield and all this stuff. And I'm thinking that goal goes in right so the post whip is the difference between that exact same journalist watching the exact same game but with a post whip difference yep and we'd won that game 2-1 right yep that would change all of the narrative even if everything else was the same it's like the whole game all the stats everything just that went in and that header from the corner didn't happen, that's the only difference, it would be a Jose masterclass. Yep, completely. Oh, the yep. old master. And that's why when I read these journalist reactions and stuff, I just go, really? I'm not sure I'm buying into this anymore. I used to read all of these articles and be like, totally, oh yeah, what a great valid point. And now I'm thinking, this is crap. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm now realising that, no matter what happens, you've got a narrative set in mm-hmm. your brain, and you're just going to push it.
0: Yeah, of course, cause, because that's the thing. It's it's it's, it's for, for for I mean, obviously, it's the same. Why is the same with newspapers? But you know, it's the, the, the clickbait thing we talk about. It's that sensationalism, yeah. isn't it? You know, and it's almost like they they like you say the narrative. They build like everyone's like they almost build them as characters, don't they? So yeah. Mourinho will always be the park the bus guy you know and win ugly and win things but it's always a yeah. shit way of winning things and no one's ever entertained uh, yeah. and, and, and 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 it has to fit that narrative all the time doesn't it so he it, it can never win can he he no, can never win it, with it's, it
1: it's a, it's a bizarre thing it really mm. is I, I don't get it um, mate one of the other things that a lot of people ask me to do this week if you don't mind is they wanted an update on our loan players so if you'll indulge me I will do that now
0: oh absolutely and now it's time
1: for the Loan Update. Okay, so do, do you know how many players we got out on loan?
0: Five, oh, six. You're a lot more knowledgeable than me. So. No,
1: no, I was just wondering because it's one of those silly things that I kind of, I've got this written down because I'm a nerd, um, <laughs> but it's ten.
0: Oh, 10. Well, wow, I did think it was that yeah, high. Yeah, I know. <laughs> no.
1: um, there's probably about three or four that would be considered, well, maybe five around the first team. The rest are from the academy. Uh, but let's start with uh, Ryan Sassignon. Uh, for those who don't know, Ryan is in loan in the Bundesliga with Hoffenheim. Uh, he's starting regularly now at left-back or left-wing-back. They transition between the two systems, sometimes in the game, depending on who they're playing um sessing uh one player of the month for hoffenheim in november um oh sorry sorry october uh he did very well in november as well sess um you know had a shaky start over there but now is performing very well um he also revealed this week in an interview that on a regular basis jose's texting him about his performance and stuff and that's how good. he feels really encouraged by that that's good um, so that is good. Uh, but the loan's going well. I mean, the key thing is we wanted him to get minutes in a competitive league in that position. And it is, you know, he's very attack-minded, but that's how they want him to be.
0: They love English young English players over there in the Bundesliga, don't they?
1: <laughs> they do, mate, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, do, and they seem to love it there as well. Um, yeah. Oliver Skip, as uh, most people will know, is at Norwich in the Championship and is having a, a great loan. I mean, this... This loan, to say it's working out for all parties, is an understatement. Um, Norwich are going well. Um, He is playing in the Hoybier role for them, um, which the club, I can tell you, are over the moon about. Mm. (laughs) Um, And he's playing it very, very well. His statistics in the championship are top for passing accuracy, ball retention, um, tackles, duels won. Heading clearances, they're all in the upper epsilon for the league. He is doing great. <laughs> I mean, it's a player I've been talking about for a long time so. I could I wax lyrical all day, but he is doing great, and the loan, you know, for all parties, is working out really well.
0: You talk about him like, he's your boy sometimes, Sam, I do uh, like I know, that. I know, <laughs> I know, that's really
1: bad. <laughs> but, he could be your yeah. boy, couldn't he? he you know, I mean, it's one of those things, like sometimes you watch, like Academy Football, like I do, and you spot someone, and immediately you're like, wow, who the hell is that? You know, because, He looks 30. You know, the way he's playing, he looks like he's a 30-year-old veteran playing against 16-year-old kids. And that day, he was a 17-year-old playing against 21, 22, 23-year-olds in the under-23s. And he was the best player on the pitch. Yeah he looked the most mature, the most composed, that physically he was like stuck into everybody, you know, he put a challenge in this game, and then stood over the player for a moment, and I was just like, whoa, (laughs) okay, you're not, you're, uh, yeah, you're you're serious, he just looks unassuming, he talks softly spoken, uh, really, we put him on a pitch, and he's an animal, he's great, I love him, um, Troy Parrott um, is a player that most people will know about. He's on loan at Millwall. Now, Troy, unfortunately, this loan's been really wrecked with injuries. He arrived at Millwall injured. He recovered then picked up an injury on in his first competitive game for him in the, the trophy. Um, he's then been out the whole time. He's just come back now, and they're basically easing him back in. He's starting games but only playing like half. He's coming on for like 30 minutes here. He's basically getting himself back fit. He hasn't scored yet. Um, there's nobody more shocked at that than me, or possibly Troy as well, even though he's only been on the pitch for like 20, 30 minutes here. I expect him to have at least bagged a hat trick by now. I'm really yeah. disappointed. Um, but he, uh, if he manages to stay there and stay fit for a while, I I, I would guarantee this kid starts scoring. He is, he is very good.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. um another player that a lot of people probably just think oh we sold him but he's actually out on loan is Juan Foyf uh he is on loan at Villarreal real um he is always in their matchday squad but he's rarely starting which I'm not sure bodes too well for the the clause for them to buy him I, I don't know um but when he does um when he does play he's you know perform as well he's already got a goal for him which oh wow which, yeah so um but yeah not a regular starter there. Perhaps, I don't know, I'll keep an eye on that. But like I said, there is a clause for them to buy him next summer. Uh, Not a, not a guarantee, it's just a clause. So he could well be coming back, which could look a little bit embarrassing for him because he said his big goodbye and good luck for the future when he left.
0: Do you know what the... Uh, I don't suppose you know what the... Is it? Is it a fee being set if they want to buy him or is it just to kind of wait and suck um, it th- and see kind of thing? No,
1: on? I think it's about 11 million. Right, okay. Yeah, it's, uh, there, there's add-ons and all sorts of weird crap. Um, Cameron Carter Vickers is at Bournemouth and I was really looking forward to this loan because he, he, as a championship defender, he's almost like a journeyman there now. He's had like six different clubs in the championship uh he's performed well once he gets in and gets set he's performed really well unfortunately much like parrot and millwall he's had an awful luck with injuries and he's not played yet um he managed he was on his way back and then picked up another injury in training uh he then was just about to start and pulled up in the pre-match so he's not even been able to make the bench for them yet um Going to keep an eye on that because, of course, it's quite possible if he's not managed to play at all, they may well send him back in January and say, thank you, but you mm. sent us a, def- <laughs> a default product. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I'll keep an eye on that one. Um, a defender who his has been a great time on loan is TJ Ioma at Lincoln. Um, he's playing every game. Um, right back, central defender, right side of a back three. He is consistent. He's playing really well at the level, um, and from a club's point of view, just thrilled he's getting constant minutes. You know, if he's if he doesn't play the full ninety every game, it's just because you know they're trying to manage him. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. there, and they got a lot of games in that level, by the way. It's insane. Mm. I think they play like three times a week because they're in the wow. trophy as well, and he's playing a lot. God. Um, Shiloh Tracy is at Shrewsbury Uh, funnily enough played against TJ not that long ago in the FA Trophy and scored Um, so that's going to be great bants between them (laughs) two Uh, Shiloh's having an odd loan Um, statistic wise he scored four goals in eight games you'd say as a loan that's going great Um, but he's sort of in and out uh, on the bench off the bench and I think he scored three of those four in the FA Trophy so in one game. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a strange loan for him, but he is getting minutes and that's kind of what he needs to do right now. Uh, another one that's disappointing me is Jack Rolls. Jack Rolls is at Burton and he's just not playing. Um, I fully expect him to be back at Tottenham in January.
0: He had a good loan last season, didn't he?
1: He had a great loan last season. Um, yeah. He was at Cambridge. Um, they loved him. They called him a magician because of the things he was doing. This is a, a league up and he's just not getting picked. Uh the Burton manager uh puts him on the bench, I think likes to have that option of bringing an attacking player on, but, you know, he's just not playing. So it's it's a it's not working for anybody right now. Mm. Uh 'cause Sterling's at South End, um twelve games but at the moment he's playing as an attacking midfielder even. Um the kid's a striker so I'm not quite sure what's going on there. <laughs> um, he's playing, like, out wide, which is okay, up front occasionally. But, like, the last game I saw he was playing as, a, like, a number eight. Um,
0: They're really done... struggling south enders as well, aren't they? They're bottom of League 2, are after getting relegated yeah. last season.
1: Well, they, they had, um, they, they brought in a manager uh, who was a complete end. Yep. So he's wrecked their club, which he has a habit of doing. He he uh, probably
0: took, he probably got a bit of money out of it, like he always does. Though he always leaves, like you know, with making sure he's looked after.
1: Yeah, without a shadow of a doubt, absolute thunder. But yeah, uh, yeah, so I'm not quite again. This alone, he is getting games. So um, he has had an awful time with injuries. Kid, I mean, probably about five years ago, he was marked as one to watch from our academy, and it just felt like every time. He was close. Something went wrong and not like niggle injuries either. I'm like serious things. Um, he's finally getting games. If he can stay fit and finish a season somewhere and get in amongst the goals, I, th- I think he'll learn himself a deal somewhere. I don't think there's going to be anything happening with us, I'm afraid. Mm. Uh, lastly, is a young goalkeeper from our under 18 setup who went all the way to non-league football at Maidenhead. Um, I can't pronounce his name. Oluwaimi. Uh, I'm sorry. What makes it worse is his dad listens. Oh, so. And, and I know he does because he's messaged me before and I still can't learn how to pronounce your son's name. I am so sorry. I'm useless. Um do me a favour and message me phonetically or, or whatever, or give me your number and I'll ring you and you can shout at me. I just... Because I hate... I genuinely, I hate getting names wrong. I'm like Jose. like I don't like pronouncing names wrong. It's Jose. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, it is Jose. It? They call me Jose and it's not it. Um Yeah. And I butcher names and it's a joke because of my Bristolian tones. I butcher everything. But yeah, I hate doing it, so apologies. Um... Yeah, I mean he's mostly on the bench. Um, he's had one start in Maidenhead. Um, I'm not. I'm not sure on that loan. Being away at a different club, I mean it's going to be very different, you know, from the Tottenham Academy to Maidenhead first team. Um, Very different culturally, very different experience for a young man. Um, that's probably a good thing, you know, learning what it's like at that level, grassroots Of oh, course. Yeah. You know, it's not the polished uh, Hotspur way that he's used to. Yeah. Um, It'd be nicer if he was playing. I think if he was playing every week, you'd look at that loan and you'd say, that's a really great loan. Him sitting on the bench there, would he be better playing in the under 18s? I don't know. Um, yeah, we do yeah. have a fair few goalkeepers, so perhaps it's a case of it's better that he's experiencing the culture of that rather than you know sitting on a bench potentially for the under eighteen. Mm-hmm. I, I dunno. Uh but that is the lone roundup. That is all ten players. Um I'll be doing it again in the new year, probably towards the end of January. Um which we'll talk about their their performances over Christmas in January. Loads and loads of games for all of those players to play, so hopefully, we'll have a more better picture and also of course the January transfer window we may see some return may seem some others leave um, but we'll keep an eye on that
0: fantastic
1: um, so that is the loan update it's now time to hand over to the fans of our Facebook page and get their uh, their questions for us I'm always a always a nervous moment after a defeat I've got to be honest uh, <laughs> but here we go And now it's time for your comments directly from our Facebook page. We are purely on Facebook because no one had anything to say on Instagram this week, which is fine. Um, We're kicking off with Alex Clark, who says, I'd love to know why we can't play like we did for the first 10 minutes of the second half all the time. Liverpool didn't know what to do with us. After that, we went back to sitting back and inevitably they scored the last few minutes. The same against Palace. We sat back and they scored. Um, I mean, we kind of touched on this a little minute ago while we were talking about the Liverpool game and the Palace game. Um, I don't know about you, Matt. I'll let you come in. But my view on this is, like I said a minute ago, it's almost like people forget there's an opposition. You know, I'd love to know why we can't play like that the first 10 minutes of the second half all the time. It wasn't that we came out of that, those first 10 minutes and all of a sudden Liverpool, you know, were like, oh, wow, Tottenham have decided to play. It wasn't like the first half we showed up and went, we're not playing. Mm. <laughs> it just, Liverpool didn't let us. Yeah. And those first 10 minutes of the second half, I think Liverpool came out a little bit, uh, you know, half time, had a bit of a break, and we came out fired up and that's what happens sometimes when a manager gets in your Jurgen clock would have been like it's 1-1 one, one, we go again um, Jose I think would have been what are you playing at this is what we're going to do get out there you know grab grab another goal and we've got this um, and the reality is it worked or or nearly worked I know, I know we lost the game and I know it sounds like I'm making excuses but the game plan nearly worked this is a, we're playing against Arguably the best team in Europe at a ground that they don't lose at <laughs> for years, and we we were fractions away from pulling it off.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. It's so, so much of it is psychological as well. It's like like you say, you know, you, you come, you can imagine the Liverpool players have gone in at time and they're like, we have just absolutely well and truly battered them right they were just battered them like how they got that goal is I don't even know we equalised you know so (laughs) so 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 they're they're psychologically they're thinking well we just come out and batter them again and and it's it's almost like you go down a gear don't you because you think they're so shell-shocked that this is going to be easy and uh, and reverse and reverse like reverse with us we've just been absolutely battered and like you say Mourinho's probably had a a go at them you've got to come out second half and you've got you know and obviously he's, he's moved to Soko in and, and he's yeah. kind of he, he's, he's, cha- he's changed it but he's but, it, but it's, it's still it's still a psychological thing that they've you know we, we can't play like this for another half because it's it's, it's yeah. going to be embarrassing so it, it, they've come out and, and, I, and, I, and I saw it you know I did notice in the second half that that Liverpool they weren't for that first sort of 10-15 minutes they weren't like wolves on the ball. We was getting no. we was able to play from the back.
1: We were. You know, yeah. but then they
0: sort of switched back and it kind of Yeah. And it,
1: well they switched back on, you know, they, yeah. They they were caught cold a little bit after, you know, they had a half time rub down or whatever, had a coffee. Yeah. Um perhaps a few of them had decaf. <laughs> it took them a minute to get back in the gear and you cannot underestimate how good Liverpool were and how motivated they were to play us you know people have gone about oh you know Fulham had better stats than we did against them I'm like because Liverpool played Fulham thinking this is going to be a walkover and they got caught they played against us thinking this is our biggest challenge of the season we're not losing our ground Jose, you know, Tottenham, we cannot lose this game. You know, they came at us and showed us the respect we deserved. Yeah. And people are shocked that Liverpool were amazing. Mm,
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um,
1: So, yeah, I mean, Alex, to kind of answer your question, the reason why I don't think we could play like that for the whole game is because Liverpool didn't let us. Against Palace, uh, I'd argue that the second half, we switched off completely. I'd, I'd argue the first half against Palace was one of our better halves of football in a while. Because we did open up, we did control the ball for large portions of it. Um, so yeah, I, we just didn't take our chances in both games, and that's that's the key issue. When you play the way Jose wants us to play, you've got to be clinical,
0: yeah, completely.
1: ruthless. You have mm. to be, mm. and also a little bit of luck. You know, the Palace goalkeeper probably had the game of his life against us. We joke about God, so many people do, but he genuinely was phenomenal. He made some saves. The Kane mistake aside. The saves he made, I mean, we could have ended that game 4-0 and no one would have thought it was unjust.
0: No, completely. He was he was putting off some ridiculous saves. Yeah, like, and, his and reaction time wow. was just insane to some of, the, yeah, some of them.
1: Yeah, you know. the, the close-up stuff he did, it was just like, wow. How are you doing no that? Right, no yeah. right saving that. Yeah. But he did, and fair play, And that's football. That's what happens. There are teams that played against us at times, I dare say, when Lloris has pulled off saves and they've been like, how? How have we not scored there? Yeah. And that's just how it goes. Well, and do you
0: do you remember? Do you remember Sam it, uh, a couple of years ago? In one of my, I remember in one of my match stats, and it and it and a it, was, yeah, it was hand speed. Yeah, and it, it, it and it it? it 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 no, it was um it was against. It was a it was a, it was when we played in the Champions League a few years oh, back. Oh, okay,
1: yeah. And
0: yeah. and it was a team we lost 2-1 to I can't remember who it was, but they yeah. actually calculated that from the ball leaving the player's foot to him saving it was was quicker than you clicking a mouse.
1: Yeah, yeah and remember,
0: that's yeah. insane, it, isn't it? The,
1: the ref- yeah, and that, and that's the kind of thing that this guy was doing. You're like, you've yeah. got no right. There's, yeah. there's no way you should have been able to do that, but he did. And so you have got to look at that and go, okay. We, we could have taken our chances, but our keeper had a phenomenal game. And against Liverpool, um, you know, their their keeper's a very good keeper, by yeah. the way, and he yeah. did do well in that game. Um, but you look at the situation, like with uh, Bourguign hitting the post, That that's, that's just an element of bad luck. He did everything right, you know. Yeah,
0: just, but what about the, the cane corner? Like, you yeah, know, when, yeah, like,
1: that header. 99 times out of 100. Header, that's buried you know he he, he almost felt like with that genuinely like he wasn't expecting to get that free of a header yeah and all of a sudden it was like what (laughs) and it came to him and he wouldn't expecting it Mm. which is bizarre and and it just goes to show you know happens to the best players in the world and it does and on a different day Bergwijn scores Kane scores and you win that game three two two one whatever yeah and everyone's like, right now, this whole podcast tone is, we're going to win the league, yep, you know? Yep, yep. And that's the margins that we're dealing with. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I know, I know I keep saying that, I'm not overly blown away by this kind of, oh, why didn't we do this? Why didn't we do that? I think we just got to look at it and go, Liverpool were great. Yeah, yeah <laughs> um, sure. And and sometimes you've got to say that. And it, and when we play them at our ground, I think, I think we'll give him a, more of a game I, I genuinely do and we'll have to wait and see of course but yeah, I, sure. I, I'm looking forward to the rematch already yeah me too um, one one very quick thing before we dive into the rest of the questions uh, Stephen Bergwine was abused so much by Tottenham fans after that game he had to delete his social media post <sighs>
0: Ridiculous, isn't
1: it? I just no. want to say, what the fuck is wrong with you? If you yeah, do that? Mm. what is your malfunction in your brain that you think that that's okay? If anyone's listening to this and you were a part of that, fuck off. I yeah. don't want to hear. No, yeah, I agree because with what you. What's wrong yeah. with you that you tag a, a fellow human being in something so they will see it, their family will see it, and just abuse them? Whether you're doing that to anybody is unacceptable. To be a Tottenham fan and to do it to a Tottenham player, I mean, what's wrong? with you?
0: I think people forget, like you know, there's, there's especially like you know, you, you, we've we've all these like gap, you know, on PlayStation, the FIFA games and that. And people, yeah, like, they, bit, you
1: forget, forget that these are human. They're human
0: beings, and I appreciate yeah. that they're wealthy human beings, and that oh, you know, yeah, but they're well, still we're just we're just yeah. all the same. We're all the same, and like yeah. so, if you're gonna get, if you're gonna. You put something on there on social media, you just get nothing but abuse from people that you'd think were meant to be on your side. Yeah. I mean, what
1: the what the hell is going on?
0: You know. just yeah,
1: sure. I I I can't work it out. I I think I could live to be a hundred and not understand the mentality of this knuckle dragging community to yep. do stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm not going to say any more on that. But mm. it's just ridiculous. Don't yeah. let it happen. And if you see it happen, call it out. Yeah, because completely. If I had, I would have. Um, The next comment is from a traitor uh, called Stefan Cruz Alvarez. (laughs) He says, okay, I expect hate here, but, uh, okay, the fact that he expects hate before I've even read his comments, a good start, (laughs) this season is okay. Not that special. We failed to beat West Ham, Newcastle, and Palace. We're second, but also three points from being seventh. It's a case of every team this year has just been okay. Nobody's been good or great.
0: I, f- I think the thing is, like with with the Premier League, it is mm. the most competitive league in the world, isn't it? it and is. and and the thing is, it's so relentless that you look at it. Like, so we've we've had some massive games coming up, uh, 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 just finished, and we're yeah. now playing Leicester, who are like flying high. It's just it is utterly relentless, isn't it? And it so, is. I just think it's. He's, I think he's he's right. I mean, it's it's one of these these.
1: No, no, he's not. Don't say <laughs> that. So, it's um, one of these yeah, seasons.
0: I think it's one of these seasons where Liverpool clearly, I know they're top, but they're not running away with it like they were last year. I think it's open to so many, and the team that's really surprised me—not watching them play, but just if you said at the beginning of the season they would have been struggling like they are. Man so City.
1: Oh, no, Man City. Man
0: City. Yeah. They're really yeah. struggling, aren't they?
1: The thing that's it's interesting is like every team has a kind of transitional year. It's happened with Man City in the past when Pep first came to them. We destroyed them. Yes. Everybody was getting at them, and then he sorted them out, and then for two seasons, they were just a machine, you Mm -hmm. know, and unbeatable, really. Liverpool, when Klopp first came in, it took him two seasons, then probably the third, they ran Man City ridiculously close, and then Liverpool have become the machine, you know. Mm -hmm. The reason why Liverpool aren't the machine this season, look at their injuries. Yeah. But they are still a very good side. And Man City, on the day it clicks, are a very good side. Man United even. Chelsea, look at the squad Chelsea have got. Over this season, they're going to be right up there. We're right up there. The thing that people... and uh, Stefan, I know this isn't you because me and you talk about football daily. But there's this perception that there is a top six and then everyone outside of that you should beat. I don't get that. No, in I the mean, Premier league. I've mean never evil. understood that philosophy in the Premier League. Crystal Palace played against us like it was a cup final, and that's how teams will play against us when we're mm-hmm. top of the league, mm-hmm. which we were. And they played really well. It was a London derby for them. They had fans in again, it, it meant something. Fulham played against Liverpool like they were playing against one of the best teams in Europe they were and that's why they played out of their skins Fulham's level was up there Liverpool's was down there because it's yeah. that's only Fulham mm. and that's how the league trips you up it's funny that in the Premier League people have that perception and yet if these results happen in the FA Cup they all go oh, magic of the cup yeah sure but, but in the Premier League people are like oh no you should be beating them no no there's no you should be beating anybody in this league no apart um, anyone... from Sheffield United <laughs> yeah for them at the moment yeah but even that even that you look at it and go it ain't going to be an easy game
0: but you know it's insane if, like, they, I know they lost to Man United so one point for 13 games that, yeah. has there ever been a worse start to a Premier League by a team
1: uh, I don't know Bradford I think but, they, Bradford but, had nothing for like half a season but it's
0: so bizarre because last season they were doing well I think they were like fourth for yeah. fifth this time last yeah. year I think yeah very, very insane. insane, It
1: goes to show what happens with recruitment or lack of, yeah. Um, sure. The next one is from uh, cause M on Ike. He says, Personally, I did not enjoy yesterday's game, they still lack attacking style. Um, I, I asked and answered, I think. Um, we, we could talk about what you can and cannot do against certain teams. I, I know, again, it's this kind of FIFA football manager thing of like everyone attacks everyone <laughs> you know the game yeah. finishes 9-8 it, it doesn't work
0: right no I mean and, and and you know I know this isn't exactly what he's talking about but when you talk about attacking style I mean I love I know it obviously it, it meant nothing in the end but, but just the, 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 the passing of sales up to Sonny and his finish oh, was beautiful. amazing
1: yeah yeah I, I, there's <laughs> okay I, I nearly went then but I'm, I stopped myself so next one is Ryan Miller With the January transfer window looming, who do you think will leave Spurs, and who do you think we may buy? I personally would love to see a deal to bring Sreeniir over from Inter. Um, Yeah, I'd I'd quite like that. Yeah, I think Um,
0: Gidson's going, isn't he? I don't think he's not even going to any of the squad, any Europa League or the.
1: He should have his loan cancelled without a shadow of a doubt. whether that happens or not, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. There seemed to be some very odd agreement around him joining us, but yeah. that's that's the yeah Jose and his mate. Um, when it comes to players, the two the two everyone's focusing on, of course, is Deli and Winks. Um, Jose's made it abundantly clear Winks is going nowhere in January. The, that's it's just not even a question. We are Hui Sissoko picking up an injury, and we've sold Winks. It's moronic. Yeah, sure, <laughs> so yeah, of course. Yeah. It's never gonna happen. Um, noticeably, he didn't say the same about Delhi. Um, not because I think there is suddenly a real keen thing for him to leave, but at the same time, I think it's just more of an option because of the attacking options that we have. In you know the positional, positional sense, mm. um, there's no way both of them would ever go because of our homegrown status issues. Um, do I think Delhi might leave in January? I think there's a good chance if the right offer comes in. I think it'd be a loan. I don't think we'd sell him no. in January. No. But then at the same time, if Paris Saint Germain offered the forty million that's being rumored, there might be a debate.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure.
1: Um, coming in. I don't know. I I don't see a lot happening in January, honestly. I I don't think think it needs to, though, Sam, does it? I don't don't think it needs to, but also, I just think you think about the summer window and the clubs were basically like, okay, we've been in lockdown, we've got no fans, this is the business we're going to do and we've got our budgets in our minds. We're now going into the January window and still no one knows when this is is lifting. Mm. I, I think clubs, unless you are sat on the oil wealth of the third world which I know some are you'd be mad to try and extend yourself at the moment you know you're literally taking your, your life in your hands so I, I don't see a lot happening Liverpool are definitely looking for a central defender which of course makes our hunt for one even harder um, but yeah I, I don't see a lot I, I think the press will try and make out there's a lot because that's them trying to get clicks but yeah yeah, uh, we'll keep an eye on it anyway. But yeah, January could be a, a strange one. Uh, Scott Kinsey Nielsen says, can we all take a minute to realise how far we've come? We go to Anfield and are genuinely disappointed with not <laughs> with not getting a point, but disappointed we didn't take all three. We su- I think we set up wrong with the first half. Sissoko looked lost on the right wing. Balance looked better when we made the change. Just think we had a great chance away from home at the home of the champions shows how far we're coming, how fast we're moving, etc. cetera. Um, yeah. I mean, you're right, Scott. And that is a perspective that I think me and Matt share, which is we are seeing genuine steps towards being a more competitive side again. Um, you know, we, we were very competitive under Pochettino and then that slipped away. Jose's come in and he's, you know, doing it in a different way. Of course but we are definitely very competitive again um the thing about tactically about Sosoko is i think we set up 442 on the basis that we could pin their full backs back taking away that offensive weapon and then really get at those two an inexperienced center back pairing It didn't work. No, that's the thing. was just so good. You know, it it was so good. And I don't think you could you could predict it being that good if you'd watched the Fulham game, (laughs) you know. You look at the way they played against Fulham and think, uh, okay. Jose said something a little bit interesting. He said the Fulham and Palace results reflect the two squads had one eye on this game.
0: Mm.
1: He's probably right. Yeah. He is probably right. Um, anyway next up is Steven Peace who says question at what point in the season do we expect Bale to turn up and show up Um, that's a tough one
0: when he gets better I think
1: (laughs) yeah I mean he ain't well at the moment Uh, here's a question for you then Matt conspiracy theories galore the club will not give out information about Covid it's just a decision they've made it's private medical for people the only one we know definitely is Doherty because he was on international duty when he tested positive the, where there's apparently been at least five other cases at the club which have just been dealt with. Do you think Hugo had it? Do you think Bales and I got it?
0: Well, who did uh, Republic of Ireland play when Matt Dodsey had it? Yeah, yeah. And who give, who give who a cuddle at the end of the game?
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, 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 um, it's a strange one. I and mean, I do understand it. Private medical, and if the player went, do you know what? Tell everyone I don't care. That's fine. But if they're all going, no, I don't. I don't particularly want the whole world knowing I've got COVID at the moment. Yeah, you're just going to say, oh no, he's fine. He's got a cold. Whatever. He'll be back soon. <laughs> um, the reality is, with sports people of this, uh, you know, that level of fitness and their health, etc., it is going to be mild for them in a lot of the senses. Although Doherty's description of it was horrific.
0: Yeah. Uh...
1: Yeah. He was talking about how ill he was. I was like, oh wow. That's uh, yeah. That's not good. Uh, but sorry, Stephen, to answer your question, the season's long. We're just going into Christmas now. He should be back to play a part over the Christmas period. Um, it's, it's expectations in people's minds. This isn't the Bale who's going to start every game, dominate every game. Um, but this is a Gareth Bale who could be the difference maker in some key games we got coming up. Um, I imagine he's going to start against Stoke. Um, I imagine he's going to get some minutes in the Premier League. He scores a 30-yard three-kick, 30-yard screamer, creates something, and he's more than justified his inclusion. Yeah. Um. Because everything, everything we're fighting for this season, you're going to need a squad. At the moment, touch wood, injury-wise, we're coping very well. But, you know, all of a sudden you start breaking down over Christmas, which is the time of year it happens, Christmas in the January you're going to need these
0: players. Yeah, I think at the moment as well. Uh, you know, I get a lot of wood needs to be touched as well, but if we're not losing the key. Players are we? Because I mean no. that we were just ravished last season with key players. It was just we ridiculous in the end. And look, you can you can deal with one or two injuries, but the real key ones like you know Kane, Sonny, Hoibier, those kind of players, yeah. there is you know, There's loads. You know, those, once they, once they get long to if they get long term ones, yeah, that's when you're really that's, screwed. That's aren't when you
1: really. Yeah, yeah. That's when you really feel it. Mm. Um, the final ones from Liam Hickey. Liam's written an essay. Um,
0: okay.
1: <laughs> I gotta be honest with you, Liam. I always enjoy your input and stuff like this. But whenever someone starts with "Are we deluded?" it immediately pisses me off. Yeah, like, like, that's like straight away. It's almost like you know we're a laughing stock. If you say that to Matt, <laughs> no matter what you say afterwards, whether it's the most sophisticated, detailed point on football in history, he's gonna think you're an ass. Like no matter what. And whenever someone goes like, "Are we deluded?" or like another thing is when people say "fact," and I'm like, "No, it's not. That's your it's opinion." Not. It's like, "Oh yeah, Winks is crap. Fact? No, that's your opinion. You don't it's think your, he's I, any good. It's not a fact." No, you're I'm deluded. Thinking the think, word wrong.
0: Yeah, you're deluded for thinking that's a fact. Joe, <laughs>
1: Joe, I linked someone to the dictionary the other day for the definition of "fact," and they replied, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Never mind." <laughs> A joke that went over your head, clearly. Uh, but anyway, so Liam, it's not a good start, mate. <laughs> are we deluded in thinking that we're going to win something this year because our defence is better than they have been for years? Kane and Son are on fire. Are the facts the back? <laughs> Hang on a minute. He says he's the facts, but I think you might have meant where's the facts to back up? We have the best strike partnership in the world, but we spend the whole ninety minutes waiting for them to make a mistake or overcommit. We've only played three teams in the top six so far, lost to two of them and drew. Um Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna you've written loads of points here, so let's go through them one by one. Point one is we've only played three teams in the top six so far, lost to two of them and drew. That's not true. We smashed Southampton, they're in the top six. You're also discounting both Man United and Man City because they're currently not in the top six. To be honest with you, Liam, my, my opinion here is your your first point, you, you've kind of <laughs> massaged it to, to to fit a narrative. Um, whether you've done that deliberately or whether it's just how you're feeling at the time you wrote this, I don't know. But if you're going to say top six, no one's going to include Southampton in that as a traditional top six club of the country. They're just not. It's like saying after one game of the season, oh no, we lost to Everton and they're top. Mm. That's not accurate. You know, yeah. yeah, they're in the top six at the moment, granted, but they're in and out of the top six. Southampton are in the top six at the moment. If they are there at the end of the season, I'll apologise, but I don't think they will be.
0: Yeah, I doubt it, yeah.
1: So Man City, Man United, traditional top six clubs. We've smashed one, played the other one tactically off the park in one. Um, Chelsea away. You know, Chelsea away, Stamford Bridge, that isn't a ground we go to and come away with points. So I don't know why... Us managing to come away with a point from there is such a bad result, you know. Chelsea are a side that haven't managed to beat anyone in the top twelve. No, and they haven't. They haven't beaten us either at their ground. So again, I I I I know what you're trying to get at with this, but I I really don't get point one. Point two: our stats against Liverpool worse than (laughs) there we go. We talked about this earlier. Our stats against Liverpool were worse than Fulham's, who sit seventeenth. Liam, you can't possibly be telling me that you think the Liverpool played the same way against Fulham as they did against us. If you watched both games, your eyes would tell you that. Um, you, and you can't honestly be thinking to me that you know, that was purely down to Fulham. It's not.
0: So sometimes, sometimes you, you, it's easy to get caught between, uh, you know. Sometimes you end up comparing apples to pears un- unintentionally, yeah. and, and that's I think that's the case with this. With this, you know, it's. A, 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 it's, it's a lot of it is psych- so much of it is psychological. It really is. It gets, it gets so underestimated mm. how much is psychological in sport. You know, I think I've had this conversation before, haven't I? Like, you know, you look yeah. at um, the because t- I, I I was born in Barking and uh, there's a school there where a lot of uh, professionals, maybe of the past now, have come from. I think it's called Sinrab. I think you got John yeah, Terry, I mean, Ledley it's... King, a load of them players have come from from that part of the world where I was born and um, you look at it and you think what what abilities and the same with Kane abilities can get you so far but so much of it is psychological you know for, 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 for where you want to get it in football and I think it's the same with a lot of it comes into it with matches I mean it, they are playing, playing Fulham and then they're playing Tottenham who are top of the league it's going to be you are comparing Apple's repairs if you want to say why are they playing like that against them and why are they playing like that against them it's two completely different things as far as it I'm concerned
1: massively massively I agree um, I mean this goes on I mean it talks about um, the system worked against Arsenal but they're 15th and their striker hadn't scored in 600 minutes mate I, I could go through each one of these points but I think there's different ways of looking at this. Liam, I think if you look at this and just focus on the negative, I mean, you're literally finding a negative in us beating Arsenal 2 now. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm struggling with that, my friend. I, uh, I don't, I don't know what you, what, what you want. I like. Tot- there's this thing about Tottenham fans, the Tottenham way. Oh, we got to play, and it's a beautiful attacking style. We've won nothing doing that. Yeah. A couple of League Cups in my lifetime, uh, an FA Cup, like when I was much younger, and UEFA Cup when I was even younger. I don't remember. But we're n- we're now trying to do something differently, and we're in the initial building block phase of doing that. If you watched um, Jose's... Arguably Jose's greatest masterpiece of a team was his Real Madrid team that went up against that best team in the world I've ever seen, Barcelona. The Barcelona team under Pep would beat any other club side of any generation, in my opinion. They were phenomenal. You would watch that team with Messi. It was next level insane. Iniesta,
0: yeah. That's an amazing And
1: that Real Madrid team not only beat them... Won the title, <laughs> wrestled the title from them. They did it in a way that, like, it was just outstanding the way they they worked. They just were this unbelievable unit. That didn't happen overnight and cost them a lot of money. You know, Real Madrid were willing to go, right, what do you need? Boom, here you go. Mm. With us, it's a transitional thing. You know, we're not going to go, right, you need 300 million, Jose, here you go. Wallop, you know, like he did at Chelsea, like he did at other teams. Inter Milan's another good example of when they just basically said, right, what do you need? Here you go. And and he does stuff with us. It's transitional. It's going to take a little bit more time. So we are going to get caught at times where it's like, we're not quite one thing or the other. Like we're too open. We're too expansive and teams score three goals in 10 minutes against us. We're too rigid and we're not, we win the game two nil, but people are still upset because we didn't attack enough. Yeah. I- it's difficult. It's really difficult. And I don't, you know, at the end of the season, and we look at what we've achieved. I think the perception of these games will change depending on what the end result is. Like in in the football, Liverpool, like I said, it's a post-whip's difference between us winning that game and us not winning the game, and everyone's perception is different. At the end of the season, we've got a trophy or two. All of these games, people currently are saying moaning about, suddenly have become expert
0: cogs in the overall
1: thing. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah I, I, mean, I just,
0: I think the things, look, and I, and I don't want to criticise Liam because like I know he he, he, no, he always it's asks his questions. Opinion. Yes, yeah, it's his
1: opinion. But
0: I, I just, for me, I feel like, um, don't get me wrong, Like you know, you can be upset at results and you can think negatively, but I almost feel, and it sounds ridiculous, but if us as fans can get out of this negative uh, mindset, it, I think yeah. it could it could affect that because uh, like you know we were talking about like you know sometimes the Spurs players you come out of the second half and you think well, yeah well, and I'm and I'm not relating it directly to a comment like you know that Liam's made I'm not trying to say that no. but it's almost like we need to collectively get out of this mindset I think and if we can then I think good things can happen you know
1: no I agree um I mean he talks about in some other points about how we struggle to make a simple pass under pressure and you're right I mean that's an observation you're absolutely right we made it earlier on as well where our transition was just poor against Liverpool, but I don't think Liverpool let us. You know, other games we've played where so the Palace game, we were poor in the second half and that wanged me up far more than the Liverpool thing. Because Liverpool, I looked at Liverpool were playing great and we're just struggling. The Palace thing, they weren't on us. We were just really inaccurate. Mm. It was almost like we felt uh, an entitlement that we'd be able to play through them. Really aggravated me. Um, you know, he talks about how our first real test in the Europa League we lost. Um, again, it's a it's a scratch team that played that. I mean, you do say, granted, it was a second, um, mate. I mean, I I think after the Liverpool game, you're angry. I mean, you talk about how you think this is the best Spurs team in your lifetime, but you believe and you believe Mourinho can win something, but you just feel like we're wasting it with negative tactics. It's an it's an opinion. I it's difficult. It's not an opinion I share and I'll tell you for why for me, football, there's tactics, there's systems and then there's counters and there's systems to counter systems you know, that's how football works, like a chess match, and every now and again a system will come along and then everyone will mirror it, you know, like a team will dominate with it and everyone will be like, oh that's good let's all do that um, you know, Conte at Chelsea played three central defenders suddenly everyone wanted to do it, you know and <laughs> um, uh, Pep Guardiola came in the, the two, uh, Pochettino did his sister, it, it mirrored each other everyone was playing that way, everyone wanted to go out and do that and that's fine Jose has a way of playing which he adapts per opposition at the moment, this squad, this team are still adjusting to that, they are still working their way through it at the moment, over the last few games, we've seen the more rigid, more um, I don't know what the right term is, but less expansive version of our current tactics because of who we've been playing against, I think palace first half we saw it more open, but then second half we we were just poor second half against palace we we just shut off we weren't good if we carried on playing, I think we'd have won that game comfortably, but we didn't, yeah, against Liverpool, man City, we had a game plan set up shop, and we we you know we got three decent results. One, we didn't get a result but we were bloody close Mm. (laughs) and Mm. and so again it's a work in progress and i do genuinely believe you look at the man united game you look at the southampton game when this team opens up when the teams open up against us we've destroyed them so teams don't do that now you're not going to go through a whole season wrecking people because people have cottoned on to it. Yeah, completely. You know, there's, Southampton's defending against us was so suicidal, they've adjusted completely and are now playing better than they've ever played. Mm-hmm. You've got another situation with Man United. Their defending against us was kamikaze. And again, they've made that adjustment. And yeah, they're still getting poor results, but they haven't conceded anything like that again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we completely.
1: play every team we play Leicester next Leicester are not going to defend against us like they do against other teams because they know what can happen yeah. so yeah I mean that's it I mean that's 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 my opinion anyway and Liam please don't think I've attacked you at all mate just your opinion just mine uh, just, just giving you my answers absolutely um All that's left is for me to say next week is the Christmas special. It will be available to download or stream on Christmas Eve. I'm very sorry I've not been able to work out a way of us doing it live, so we're going to get pissed instead. Yeah, I like that. (laughs) Um, I like the sound. (laughs) But yeah, uh, that'll be on Christmas Eve. You can download that. uh, So we'll obviously wish you a Merry Christmas then. Until then, everyone, take care. Uh, Good luck to the team against Leicester. A good result there and everything will feel better again. Absolutely. You take care, mate. I'll speak soon.
0: Take care, mate. Thank you
1: for listening
0: to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. Remember,
1: you can join in the conversation on our Facebook page with over 60,000 fellow Tottenham fans at facebook.com slash
0: Spurs News.